This is Reroll Menor, the show which brings you a female perspective. Hi, everyone. Hello, and we are your hosts, Sinead C. Shanti and uh, Susan Hear Me Roar Brown. Woohoo! <laughs> so, how, is, how are y'all? Welcome. Well, Welcome we back. are <laughs> delighted to be back, Susan, aren't we? Delighted to be back, and spring has sprung, yay. Uh, yeah, UCC is looking great, there's daffodils, there's crocuses, there's fadog storm players yeah. out there. <laughs> so we have an awesome spring season of re-raw conversations lined up for you. Today we're kicking off the show, and it's all about women in business. Yeah, I didn't realise actually it was a women in business special Um now I do. You do now, <laughs> Suze. We're going to be hearing from two wonderful female entrepreneurs, the brilliant Virginia Foley of Up She Rises and the fantastic Elena Cara. Sorry, Carre. I gave her an Irish name there. Elena Carre of Badass House. Um, they're going to share with us nuggets of insight, wisdom. And not only that, they really are w- ripping up the memo of business as you as usual. They're really doing business their style. They're doing it their own way. Yeah. It's inspiring. Uh, it is, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And not only that, they're inviting other women to join them on a truly meaningful and innovative entrepreneurial journey. Absolutely. Yeah. So without further ado, we will hand you over to the wonderful Virginia Foley as she helps us to find our gold. We are delighted to welcome Virginia Foley to kick off our spring season of Reraw Manaw. Welcome, Virginia. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I don't know how much time we have, but I know it's going to be powerful and I'm just so happy to be here present in all of it. Yeah. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for giving us some of your precious time. So, Virginia, for our listeners, fill us in. Who are you and what's your world? Okay. Virginia Foley is my name. I'm from Cork. I have a business called Up She Rises. It's a female empowerment community. Truth be told, I'm a business coach, I'm a marketing coach. Um, seasoned. I won't give you my age, but it's seasoned. (laughs) Um I'm obsessed with, you know, building brands, but like really what happened with my business was the reality behind it was I have two children. I want to be the best mother that I can be. And I was very ambitious. So I had this beast or this monster inside me telling me, how can you do both of these things and be brilliant at both of them? So I basically sat there and went, right, how can I do this? So I sat down, this was before the pandemic. So like around 2019, And I decided if I could just put everything I know into something, some structure, some business in the morning, say nine to two before the school's out, then I could be all of the mothering that I wanted to do in the afternoon. So I literally built a business. I was like, I could cry about this. And can I fix the world's problems? Can I fix the gender equality in jobs? I was in jobs where I felt nobody saw me. They didn't see my gold. So I was like, right, I could cry about this and feel sorry and be a victim. Or I could go out there and build a structure that could hold me and allow me to master something. And that's exactly what I did. I had no idea what I was doing, though. I had helped other people build businesses. And I obviously had other businesses myself in the past. It basically began about empowering myself and empowering other females to make marketing simpler, to make business simpler. Because I saw these things happening in the world and social media was taking off. So I was like, there has to be an easier way. And I'm going to sit down and try to find it. Now, I had no idea at the time that the pandemic was coming. So I kind of hung my hat on this whole concept of, okay, if I do one-to-one, I'm not going to match my salary of my nine-to-five because I'm going to max out the hours. I'll be a busy fool, you know, and it would be a lot for me to try to do that. So how can I use a one-to-many model? Meaning, how can I just tell... Lots of people at the same time. Like, so it started out of divine laziness, I call it. But it started from a place of there has to be an easier way to me to be good at, at being a mother and have a business, but also fulfill myself with the things that interest me because I know there's loads of other women that want the same thing. So yeah. that's that's how it began. It turned into an online shop over through COVID, you know, with like empowering statements, empowering clothing, 
Um, and I just allowed it to breathe and put no pressure on it. And I just, you know, you can you can hear the quotes in your head saying, you know, take the first step and the path will form. I never was able to detach enough to allow that to happen. But in this instance, I did. I just watched what was happening and I went with it. And how it evolved was into events, online programs, me becoming a speaker, me creating, writing my first book, which is a long process that I'm still in the middle of. Um, Amazing. Just doing things, taking messy action, very messy sometimes. And it's turned into this beautiful, empowering community that I'm super proud of, you know? Wow. That was a long answer, wasn't it? That was a long answer. Well, what a, what an origin story. It yeah. needed that amount of answer. Yes. I love hearing you speak. It really is. You took a yin approach to business, letting mm. it breathe and Ooh, letting it unfold. That's, that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, that's so beautiful. That idea of not pushing, not forcing, mm. which is kind of our preconceived idea of how business should be, because that's traditionally it. That would have been the model, quite a yang model of business, push, mm-hmm. pull, force. And it's like, actually, you know, take the first step, like you said, and see where the path unfolds. I love that as well. That's, yeah. um, you know, I, I see, I, I hear you. I hear you there. I, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's totally into the feminine energy. And like, I suppose when I started, I didn't know a lot of these principles. Usually what happens with me, like I obviously have studied to a master's level, almost PhD level. I was just walking myself towards a PhD and I was like, hang on a second. I need to do a PH me and figure out what <laughs> I like, figure out what I have to offer. Because like we're just kind of I was a career contortionist, you know, I was like folding myself into jobs, folding myself <laughs> into places. And like, this is very uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't like this anymore. I want it to be easier, softer. And I know I know, I suppose, in hindsight, these were the gifts that I was meant to learn. I think we're we're sent all the problems that we've had to overcome because it teaches us where we're supposed to be going. But definitely the male and female. I was in a my previous business was called Brandwagon. I was doing like PR and, you know, content and social media and all that kind of thing. But it was very much like the bro marketing, like the hustle, hustle, have a logo, you know, all of that. And I was like, there's just it's just not the older I got to I guess it just wasn't wasn't sitting with me and I'm like no I actually want a a big feminine girly brand and I want and I want that to be okay and I want to help people who don't feel the people who are suffocated by that masculine energy of do 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 and the hustle and I was like no there's an easier way and if there isn't one I'm going to make one you know that's that's really it amazing well done and I love up she rises Mm -hmm. Like, where did that name come from? So that's the name of your your brand. That's the name mm-hmm. of your company. Yeah. Where is the inspiration so, behind that? Like, I, I, I tell people this all the time. Like, and I know it's a bit, it's a bit spiritual. I suppose it's leaning into the spiritual a little bit. But like, when you do that work that people all talk, you know, this inner work that everyone's like, inner work. And I'm like, okay, where's the spreadsheet for the inner work now? Because I need, I need a map, like, you know. <laughs> But the inner work happened to me by accident. So what happened was I ended up, I was in my first business. Like I talk about the P, well, it wasn't my first business, but I was in the PR and marketing. I was in Brandwagon and everything was tickety-boo and going along nicely. And then one day out of the blue, literally out of blue, I was very healthy and well. I was lifting my child, giving my child a hitty back. And I got a, a kind of a pain in my tummy into my groin. It was Valentine's Day, actually. So I ended up in the hospital very romantic like on a stretcher um and I basically had burst a blood vessel in my body and in my groin and they were talking about like her veins might be collapsing and all this carry on I was like what is going this is bananas it was really terrifying because I hadn't really been in you know any operations or theater or any of that kind of dramatic situation I don't even think the emergency room I may have been in visiting somebody else or like I barely went to the doctor that's the truth and I was healthy and well, but basically they were about to operate or open up and investigate. And then they decided, actually, no, we think this will be kind of a self-heal thing. So like the word self-heal to me were just like this, like, what? They're sending me home from the hospital now. Like half an hour ago, they were talking about operating. Now they're saying I can self-heal. So like on the bigger scale of things now, just for perspective here, like I wasn't told I had cancer. I wasn't told my life was ending. But trauma is relative and like these things come into our lives and they can turn everything upside down. So I went yeah. home to do the self-heal 
And I had had two kids naturally, you know, had very good experiences where it was great. I, you know, just drove on afterwards. But this time I couldn't dress myself, wash myself. I was just lying there, you know, and after a few days when I could kind of get up, I'm like, all right, I'll do whatever. I was meant to sit there for three weeks. So I was doing like the Netflix and chill. And like, it didn't occur to me until that point that I did not know how to chill. I was like a racing monster. Like my nervous system was in high alert. I know this now, but I didn't at the time. So I was like, what's the next thing? Keep doing, keep moving, frantically learning. Actually, I would say probably manic learning was going on. Then I was like, I have to keep learning. And it was all coming when I took it all away and I, I sat there. Nobody needed me. So like the work sorted itself out. The children got on with it. My husband was amazing, you know, but then I sat there going, actually, nobody needs me. Nobody missed me. What kind of a bit like what kind of a life am I living if everyone could get on with it? No, I look at that and go, God, they were independent. That's brilliant. But like at the time I had to kind of be left alone on the couch for weeks to figure out what was going on. And I started watching a thing called Heal. And that talked about how the body can heal. Like, so I suppose I was operating from the head up before that. It was always logic, forcing myself, you know, judging myself, the ego, the inner voice. And that episode in my life actually made me look at everything and go, oh, there's more to this. I shouldn't be panic. I shouldn't like there shouldn't be a time bomb ticking in my chest every time my children go to sleep that I must do more things, you know. And I really felt the weight of being a mother and trying to have a career and try to be, you know, a good partner and a good friend and a good daughter because my parents are getting older. So I was like, there's something has to give here. And I started looking into what did I really want to be doing? Like, did I want to just do people's PR and social media? It just wasn't enough. It just made me, I suppose, have a lens into God, that wasn't as good a life as I thought it was. There's more. So I started kind of following the crumbs of more. And that led me into meditation. It led me into all of that stuff. Now, the whole world of, I suppose, mindset and limiting beliefs and my confidence, all of the things. So I was like, no, I actually feel I'm going to create something much more powerful. I'm here to do something more. It's like not being faced with your mortality. Like, I knew I wasn't going to die. I knew I was going to get better. But in the scheme of what was going on, it felt like someone had ripped my life apart and thrown everything out on the floor, you know. So then I said, right, this is actually present this is a gift for me to reassess realign and relook at who I was pleasing everybody I was in service to everybody and then when it was all gone and taken away from me even though there are small things that I didn't have to drop my kids to school I was like I'm kind of worthless what, what am I here to do like and that's when the real journey of quizzing myself questioning my own worth and that took me on a, this massive journey that I'm still sharing and the peeling and the healing, as I was calling it. It's like taking off the layers of the onion to figure out what's really in there. In that journey, I, I said, right, I'm going to start a business and I don't know what it's about, but it's, I know it's about women like me. And I know that there's people who can be very ordinary. I'm a very ordinary person who lives in Cork City, you know, nothing spectacular about me, but they're exactly the people who need help. So I was like, I, I know there's more and I have to find it. So it was a bit crazy that the name did drop in when I was working for another client and I thought it was for her. So like I would often work with people and we'd brainstorm and she was doing something and I was, you know, along the same lines of creating something and this name dropped in, but like it was up, she rises. But now I know that the more clearing out of the the feelings and the, the feelings of not being good enough and sorting out the whole ego and the inner voice, it taps you into your creativity. And now these names and ideas come at a ferocious, like a ferocious rate, it's it's comical. But I now know that that wasn't just because it's me, it's because it's actually in everyone. We just have it buried. So like when I was looking through the whole worth piece, what did come up for me was my mother was born in a, a mother and baby home. So like, it's not just our stories. It was all the stories that went before me. And there was obviously abandonment, rejection, not feeling good enough in my mother's story, which I have an absolutely amazing relationship with my mother. Like it's, it's, this wasn't a blame game or anything, but like when I finally got to the end of the tank and I'm like, why is all of this unworthiness here? It started to let, let me to look further than not just my story. And I realized that like 
we all have these stories from everywhere and anywhere. There's a whole topic of the mother wound. You know, we model what was shown to us. And I was modeled fabulous things, but I was also probably the invisible things are, you know, the stay small, just do this, you know, don't, don't go out there too much because it's not safe. So like I had to reinvent what safety looked like for myself. I had to reinvent what success even meant. I, I mean, I know a lot of the topics you talk about here are, you know, what is success to everyone? And like back then success was just surviving, but no success is actually a free calendar. Success is freedom. Success is ease. Success is me deciding what what I want to share with people. How much there's just so much in all of us. Like I mean, this topic could go on for a day, but like it's got me to the concept of finding your gold. That's the name of the book I'm writing. It has evolved quite a bit. I'm not putting any pressure of time on it, but everything in my work, everything in my thought, everything in my writing, everything in who I am being, has now led me to helping other people find their gold. Amazing, and Virginia. There's just so much to unpack there. Now I'm picking up your golden crumbs. Okay. I'm following along <laughs> as I'm hearing you speak. I'm like, wow, wow. What a journey. <laughs> so nice. And what a rolling up of the sleeves. Mm. You know, you took that leap and yeah. did the work. And back to the name Up She Rises, when I heard it, it filled me with joy. Yeah. It's so visceral. Like, I it feel is. it. I yeah. can feel it and I can picture it. Yeah. And, and like, like yeah. yeah. And yeah, that's so on. funny because like the, it, I know from the outside it's a brand, but it, it only ever began as a feeling. And that's actually all of my background in brand building and marketing. They were things that I always felt but didn't say to people. But now I do. And now it's how we get to fabulous brands, you know. But I love that you feel that because it should be a feeling first. Yes, it oh. absolutely is. And it's an empowering feeling. It's mm. like, hell yeah. Like you said, the messaging for women is kind of stay small. Like I hate when I sit next to someone on a plane, a man, and there they are, elbows out. I'm like, dude, that's half my armrest. Mm. Push up. Yeah. Now mm. I say it. For mm. a long time, I didn't. You know, yeah. and there's we really need to burn that memo and yeah. change up the narrative. And thank you for doing that for for us, for the girls coming up through, you know, the younger mm. generation. Like, you know, they keep saying all these UN reports that true gender equality, it's 350 years away. I'm like, Ugh. no, no, it's we're not going to wait that long. No. We have to just and keep on swimming. It's just so like it's such a vast, big topic to, to solve, a problem to solve. But I actually think the biggest problem is us accepting it. Like that can be solved right now. That can be solved in the present, in this minute to decide that's fabulous if you think that, but I don't have to receive that. Like there's yeah. cause and effect with everything. We can go back to science, you know, but there has to be two parties. And if you decide, well, no, that's actually not my role here. I just think it bounces off me sometimes, you know, and obviously there are situations in the world that I have no control over, but I just don't let them in. You know, yeah. I just don't feel and like I have children, I have a boy and a girl. So like it's equally important for my boy to see me embody these things instead of just talk about them. So a lot of it, a lot of it for me, like I suppose the the nice romantic side of my business was like I wanted to show them, not tell them that you can chase a, a dream. It can be possible you can do it, but you have to do it. Like there's, it, it's only, it's only you to take the action and do so. Like I find it way more empowering to show them what's possible instead of tell them what's possible, you know? Totally. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I sound cheesy now, but I really think it's a mantra that I, you know, be the change you're looking mm. for. Yeah. And you know, you weren't just telling your kids about what's possible. You were modeling that. Yes. So and you it, dropped in a little crumb there about your book. Yes. Tell us more. Oh, this like this, the book scenario has gone on for ages. So like what happened was when I was going through, like I said, it's a process. So as I was coming across the things that were holding me back, initially, I thought it was just everybody was getting on camera talking about their businesses. I'm like, why can't, why can't I get on camera then? I couldn't do it. All right. I couldn't even like I could write somebody else's speech for a talk. Why couldn't I get up and stand and deliver a talk? I was absolutely frozen, like 
shaking. I had no confidence in those terms. So that was the first thing I started to crack. I'm like, right, I need to do this. And I, with everything, there ends up being some type of thing in psychology or some concept somewhere that ends up being, oh, that's what I was actually doing. I just didn't realize I was doing that, right? So when I was sharing with people on camera then, I had said, like, I'm going through this process. So I started out up Rises teaching people about building brands, you know, getting their, their visuals correct, getting the, you know, the PR, putting yourself out there and all those kind of more marketing side of the house. So like the business has become not just business development, but now this self-development, when the two of those fused and infused together, that's when it really started to take off. Because I didn't realize the things I was trying to overcome in my own process of owning a business were exactly the things holding other women back. So they might come to me to help them with their brand. And I said, great, so you do this and you talk about this. And as soon as I'd say you talk about this, they'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to kind of hide in here, right? So that was the kind of like the difference between the the business. I could give them the strategies all day long, but unless they were feeling the belief, they wouldn't have done them. So I started to map out. I'm like, well, what are the things that have helped me? And look, I've worked with other coaches. I've worked in loads, hundreds of different people and businesses over the years. So I'm like, it was like each one teach one, you know, that concept of like, this goes back to the times of slave. There's always a long story. There's no short version just to say, <laughs> you know, there's always another story. But you know, the concept of like each one teach one was back in the times. It's a proverb. So back in the times of slavery, if somebody learned to read or write, they felt a duty to share it back to somebody else, you know? And I, I, I really do. There's a phrase, the mark of an extraordinary woman is not how she rises above the rest, but how she reaches a hand back to others. So I really felt, you know, there's something that I'm supposed to be doing. And if I just let them in behind the curtains and see, these are the things that helped me to get on camera. These are the things that helped me to do a talk. And that started to snowball because like those were actually real things that were blocking people. So when I talked about, I was sharing these things on my stories on Instagram. When I shared with them that one day I just went live and I was like, after stumbling on this topic of the mother wound and like, you know, the link between the generations and the epigenetics and all of that. And I just like blurted it out there saying, I'm actually, I need to be the one who steps in in this kind of generational path and change things and do better for the next and not carry these stories forward of not feeling good enough and not being worthy. And, you know, my mother was given up because not because my grandmother wanted to, but because society told her she had to. And religion told her she had to. And and like I'm, I suppose I was feeling the after effects of that. It didn't, it, it wasn't my sad story. And like that's her story, but it did affect me in some way because I still feel I still have to fight about, you know, not being keeping myself small and things like that. So like I decided I was going to put this, all of what I've learned into a book, everything that helped me. And then it just became this monster of. Is it a memoir because it's kind of about my mother's story or is it a self-help book? And it went around in circles. But what happened was once I did that live, like the newspapers were writing about it. The book happened before I even got the chance to say it. OK, <laughs> then I sat down and started the writing. And that was another whole process. And look, the short version is like all of the stories and everything I teach people because it resonates so much because I tell the real stories of how the wobbly bits that we don't want to share. Telling people those stories is how they grasp the concepts and how they actually integrate them into their own lives. Yeah. So the book is basically this never ending, like it needs to end soon. But every time I learn something new, I'm like, I need to put that into the book. <laughs> so the book is being written slowly, gently, in a loving kind of, I'm holding space for what's going into it. But everything that's going in there is things that I wish I knew. And like for children for people who think they're too old, for people just like me, it doesn't matter where you are along your life spectrum. If you knew how the brain works and how it fools us, lads, and if you knew how silly the, the self, that the inner voice is and the ego is at holding us back, if we just knew these concepts from somebody normal explaining them, it would make a world of a difference. So that's the empowering thing that I want to leave in the world it's just the, the doing part I still have to keep doing, you know. So I Amazing. did send it to publishers and I did, like in the very early stages. 
but even when I was sending it, I didn't feel it. It's just become a lot more real now. So I'm in the kind of final stages of really making it what I want it to be. And I'm hoping that I get to share that very soon, you know, because I feel it will. It's just going to change people in an unbelievable, like it's not about me anymore. It's just about this. This model of operating that I need to share with people. And I do share people when I work with them, obviously, and when I do talks, but like, I just want this change to be easy so we can get out of our own way, you know? Yes, that's that's it. Amazing. But isn't that the knob of it? Like, we are beyond our wildest dreams amazing if, like you say, if we get out of our way. And if we allow, and like we're using about 1% of our capacity and then the rest goes to the grave. where it goes like you know yeah and you know when you put it that way like it is so sad like in buddhist philosophy they say when you're reincar when you're you come as a human to the planet mm-hmm. it's such an amazing gift it's as if they've tipped out like you know grains and grains of rice like little bits of rice and if one just stands up on the tip of your finger that's the likelihood mm. of being incarnated in a human form so it is such a gift and yeah. when you frame it that way, it's like, wow, really live it and share what are our strengths and mm-hmm. our skills. So amazing. So is the working title of your book, Finding Your Gold? Yeah. Yeah, love it. And the, the gas part is like, it's it's really the, it's become the model and the structure for how I work with people because what has to happen is, first they need to let go of the old stories, okay, and learn how those are holding them back in their heads. Then they need to rewrite the story that they actually want. And then they get to explore what their gifts are and then build the structure and put it into a, it doesn't have to be a business, but put it out into the world. But like what I see on repeat then is women saying, but I don't think I have any gold. Like you, that's fine for you. You have all these bits of gold and all, all the rest. Of it. I'm like, no, that's the problem. Like people are not seeing themselves. And just because it's a nugget of gold doesn't mean that I can't, work on it and master it and allow it to be something more than it is like even more valuable but we don't we don't have the permission we don't have the bloody time <laughs> because we're doing so many other people's work and that's another thing yeah. is to see and, and sorry and we don't prioritize yeah. that yeah. for ourselves yeah. yeah we fill ourselves up with all the other stuff oh yeah. my god virginia i want to do it i want to do a ph me in yeah. the school of virginia I, I, like, I'm like how can i get this past ucc now is there a board of people that need to have what are the learning outcomes there's a process obviously <laughs> yeah so like, anyone listening here on ucc radio can help us with that get in touch <laughs> absolutely ph me i love it and I'd love to get crunched through the Virginia Foley finding your goal system. And yeah, and it's just like, you, and I, I honestly, I'm not, it's not to say, oh, I'm the Pied Piper, come with me. It, it isn't. It's actually to say you can do this in your own time yourself. Like people come and work with me because they want to eventually build out a brand and build out a business. And they know that once I find the gold with them, we can do that. But for people who just want to have come back home into themselves and their nervous systems, and actually start to be instead of do, then that's possible. But you just have to start listening to yourself and tuning in. Like you can do it on your own once you believe that there's gold in there in the first place. Because when you start, it's dirty work. When you start digging in around what stories are in there and which ones are controlling all of your thoughts and all of your actions then because your thoughts, you will find that, well, like something as simple as I was the last one in the family or I was the first one in the family. So there was fierce pressure on me to always be perfect. Once you can deconstruct that story, there's freedom in it. Okay. Maybe you were the middle child and you were like, oh, you heard your mother say, she's not great now at maths. So you went through the world thinking, I'm not good at anything because that's how the little brain took in information. Once you can decon, like you can dissolve these stories yourself, but you have to be brave enough to go back and self-identify what, what are these stories that I actually have in there, you know? So like you don't need and this is the problem with the world. They tell us that we need you need the formula. You need this magic secret. You need you have all the things you need. You just have to activate the bravery to go looking. But this time you're going looking with like radical honesty and with a bit of self-compassion to go. Yeah, like for me, I grew up on the north side. Um, 
you know, in an average family, not my family aren't average, I should, in case they're listening, <laughs> like in a fabulous family. <laughs> but like, I could have easily have fell into like this idea of, well, you can only be whatever your parents were. And I could have limited my life and just stayed where I wanted to be, you know, or where it stayed where I thought I should be. So then I'd never have, I went off to America and lived about 10 lives in the time I was over there for about 10 years, you know, but like, you can see how children grow up in, let's just say, in areas that mightn't be privileged, that they might be a bit disadvantaged. So what they think is possible for them is only a little fraction further than what they grew up in. And that breaks my heart. You know, I was reading Katrina O'Sullivan's powerful book, Poor. It's amazing. Like, oh, it unbelievable. Well. But yeah. like, it's not There's... the book and the story. It's how she's using that to change the world so it doesn't happen again do you know yes. like that's that's yes. where we forget how big and how limitless we are that like one person sharing a story that is vulnerable and uncomfortable mm. can have a powerful ripple effect do you know so like mm. I want to shake I want to go to children I want to shake adults I, like I want to get to all of them but I suppose the reality is I still need to work and earn a living and you know so like I just trust that in time what I'm what I've been gifted with I suppose in being able to share the stories and put it into a place that will help other people that's bigger than me but to just be kind of the the vehicle for that is is so empowering to me like it's so valuable to be I'm the one who gets to do this and it's not going to be for everyone but I don't need to be for everyone because there's somebody just like me who needs to hear all of those little steps to help her untangle the stories like you know oh it's powerful and it's it's actually so exciting yeah I feel your excitement yes it's amazing to be in the presence of someone who's building you you know your business or your book Mm -hmm. but to have those elements of delight privilege gratitude excitement willingness to be brave and step into the wobbly bits the vulnerable mm. bits and on that note Virginia what would you say your superpower is <laughs> oh my god like old version would have said aren't I fabulous at this that or the other thing but like humble more real back home to myself version is like my superpower is just allowing all of it holding space for the light and the dark you know like to not just for me, but for everybody else to to share that it's it's all there's always going to be wobbly bits. There's always going to be hard bits. But like when there's dark and there's light, my superpower is reminding people you you are the light. You're not waiting to find the light out of the woods here at all. You you are the light. You have the power. That sounds very like a Sunday sermon or something, but like it's 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 boiling down to as simple as that. My job is to remind people and to activate people. And to remind them of who the hell they are like, you know. I, I love that when you answered that your superpower is to hold the space for the light and the dark. It nearly was like an outbreath. Yeah. Like I actually know. nearly was it is nearly like an outcry from my eyes as well, because it's taken a long time to get to that simplicity of allowing all of it, you know? And like that's really the secret for all of us, isn't it? To just allow the light and the dark to be together and the bits that we are like, there's always going to be friction, but if we can just kind of get used to figuring out where the friction is and allowing it to dissolve a little bit, then it all gets easier and lighter, you know? And I think, geez, even in what's going on in the world and the friction there, like on this, the largest scale possible, if there was somebody just willing to kind of, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but I just feel there's so much dark and light and we can get swallowed in the dark. And like even just on a smaller scale, mental health and the stuff that people are challenged by every day, the difficulties, the the disabilities, Mm. the disempowerment, like there's always light. And and most of the time you're it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And who, Virginia, would you say are your role models? Who do you look up to and say, oh, I, I like what they're doing and I like their style? Yeah, I, like I'm drawn to people that like they don't have to be famous or on a pedestal, but like people who are dancing to the beat of their own drum, 
who are clear with their thoughts and, and are willing to own them, even if they're not what people want to hear. So like, you know, there's there's people that I've interviewed myself on. I have a podcast called Growing Forward. Some of them have been like Helen Steele, who just is allowing all of the vibrancy and color to be right. The likes of Kate Grant, the first model, she's in, in, in the north of Ireland with Down syndrome. She is owning it and she's letting nothing get in her way. And she's the purest light, you know, So I admire people like that. Um, you have Caroline Casey from the Valuable 500, who is kind of visually impaired. And it's not about having, an, you know, any disadvantage or anything like that. But it's just people who are allowing the worst parts of them to kind of put a spotlight on something more powerful that is bigger than them. And I, I just find that even the likes of like Reese Witherspoons, who's like obviously well known and, and Oprah is another one, like they started their own production companies. They were like, well, there's no rules like Reese Witherspoons. There's no rules for females of my age. Am I going to sit there and do a boohoo? No, I'm going to build. And like yeah. that's really empowering to me. Same with Oprah. She she owns all the companies that she works in. You know, she she's not waiting for some male media superpower to come and create the structure she's building her own there are the things to me that are like let's keep moving let's keep building it can be messy it can be basic betty version of whatever it is you want to do but let's keep doing it you know that's they're the kind of people and the likes of katrina sullivan who are willing to share the really uncomfortable bits but not for your own self gratification for the power that they're going to leave in the world and that's that lights me up yeah and interestingly hearing you speak about those women that inspire you they're all women who up they rise yes yes as my mom would say they're all like in our house growing up she would say if she opened the echo and she saw somebody like who's you know getting the spotlight she's like she's going places now and I'd be I'd be kind of like where where is she going mom (laughs) where's she going but now it's become a concept for me that like Rising is like it's going places, but you hold the direction, you hold the map, you're driving, you know? Yes. Yes. Yeah, you're driving the direction. Yeah. As well as allowing that breathing space. Yeah. To let things on the path. And you can take the scenic route, lads. You don't like, <sighs> you know, I make it sound easy and perfect and all like unicorns and glitter bombs, like, but <laughs> there was ugly snot crying all the ways along too. Like there was really bad days where I'm like, what am I even trying to do here where I didn't know up from down, do you know? So like time and patience, but deep, deep self-trust and belief that you're listening to your own intuition and you're not letting the outside world interfere with, like you got the vision and the dream for a reason, didn't land in anybody else's mental inbox, you know, it came into yours, like, because it's yours to unpack it. So that keeps me motivated that, I didn't just get dropped in this little up she rises to make it a pink pretty brand or anything it's it was actually much more of a, a monster than that that I need to fuel and feed and allow it to take imperfect action you know yeah oh Virginia we could talk to you all day but I see our time is ticking TikTok. just um final thing for <laughs> our listeners listening in for women who want to you know uh, strive to thrive in the mm-hmm. workplace or who are like oh, I have an idea but can I do it can I really do it what would be your top tips for listeners mine would be ownership and certainty because if you're not owning it even if it's just saying it out loud no matter how crazy it is you're actually doubting like if you just hold it in your head you're allowing doubt to fester in it so like by actually spitting it out and saying I know you might think this is crazy, but I had this idea. Once you own it first, and the second step is add some certainty into it. Because remember in lockdown when everyone was like, what are we doing? There's no toilet roll. We're going to run out of food, all the things. And then somebody just came in and said, right, lads, you have five kilometers. You can go within five kilometers. We were the sense of relief. Like it was unbelievable because we're like, right, we know what the boundaries are. We know now where we can play. That sense of safety and certainty is powerful. So whatever the doubt is or whatever the thing that you want to strive at, lock in the certainty. Let certainty and belief be the baseline of it. It changes the whole energy field of the thing. 
it attracts more of the same. So if you're holding it in doubt, it's going to attract doubt. Mm -hmm. But if you lock in some keen certainty and self-belief in the thing that you want to do, it doesn't matter if you want to have a hard conversation with the boss or, you know, tell your lecturer that you don't like the structure or something. Or it, do it doesn't matter what the thing is. But like owning your voice and having the radical honesty to say the things you want to say, if it's a difficult thing, even if it's a conversation with your partner, or like we have an awful way of like nearly finishing out the conversation 24 times before we actually say the words and allow a person to receive it, you know? So yeah. like speak the truth and hold that discomfort. And if you can hold that discomfort and then build the certainty around it of like, well, I actually have to do this now because I've said it and I'm going to, and I believe I'm going to, it, the path forms, path forms, you know, and the truth will carry you, but it has to be your truth, you know? So like that's in you, you have that, but you've kind of packed it away. Like it was, you know, an outfit from the eighties that you'll never wear again. Like, you know, let it out, share it, be honest, and like the, the world will receive it, even if it's not everyone's cup of tea, somebody somewhere will go, yeah, I get it. <laughs> You're just as crazy as me, <laughs> you know, like the right people will be magnetized to that. Like, so Virginia, let, it <laughs> let it, let it out, let it out. Oh my God, I'm writing here like oh. mad. There's so many things you've just said that are going on post-its on my oh, wall. Yeah. So certainty and self-belief radical honesty speak the truth and the truth will carry you so mm. beautiful thank you so much Virginia for sharing your golden nuggets of insight and your journey where can people find more so at upsherises.ie is where the hash are the you know the handle you can find me on I'm usually on Instagram Facebook my website is there as well, though. That's a little out of date now because we move. <laughs> we move. We keep moving. So like there's different programs that people can work with me. I do one to ones. I do talks for, you know, different groups and all that kind of thing. But just come say hello. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Instagram. You know, come say hi. Lovely. And your podcast is fab. I was listening Thank to it you. on the train uh, on Saturday. Um, Growing Forward. Yeah. Right? Great name yep. as well beautiful and actually i'm in ucc at times as well I'm, I'm on the startup lab there so if there's people in ucc who are thinking of going on that entrepreneurial journey the startup lab is a fabulous six-week little nugget to come in and to get the business model and all of that there's obviously the ignite program like ucc are doing entrepreneurship really well like so yeah. don't be giving me any excuses if you're in ucc and you haven't tapped into the resources that are there in terms of entrepreneurship because there's so many ways to get support there, you know, so maybe I'll, we'll cross paths there as well. Come say hello. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks Thank for you. having me. Thank, Thank you. you so much for all the insights and the You're inspiration. Welcome. I'm ready to rise up. Are you, Sis? Yeah. <laughs> well, here is to your rising. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Virginia. Thank Thanks you so, so much, much. Thank you, Virginia. That was inspiring. We are ready to rise up, Suze, aren't we? We are. I'm going. I'm looking inside deep for my gold um, and what inspires me. Yes, uh, that's where I'm at at the moment. What about you, Sinead? I'm inspired to do a PH me. PH me, big time, big time. <laughs> so that's a lot of nuggets of wisdom to digest. So we're going to play you a tune chosen by Virginia. Do you want to introduce it, Suze? Um, yeah, it's "You're Not Alone" by Alison Russell. Featuring Brandy Carlene. Take it away.
true. You are not alone. Rise up. And do you know what? That also ties in with our next chat with the wonderful Elena. Elena. Hello, hello. Hello, there you are. That is our measure of success, Elena. <laughs> Being able to communicate. Here we are in UCC in our little studio and there you are in the beautiful Galicia. Am I right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, we are delighted you could join us today. Thank you for giving us some of your precious time. Myself and Elena, our paths met in Galicia. Last summer, we were fortunate enough to be fellow breakers on the Break Fellowship Program. Oh and we had our fun, Elena, didn't we? Yes, we did a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was in Galicia. Yes. Okay. So I'm joined here with my co-host, Susan, hear me roar brown. And we have a few questions because we're dying to hear about what you're up to, Elena. So I'll hand you over to Suze. Hi, Elena. Yeah. How are you? Thanks Hi, for how on. are you? I'm so happy to be here. Great. It's just I'm, I'm carrying this feeling we had and we shared uh, last year during the break. I mean, during the program that you were that we were uh, in. Yes. Uh, last year. So, Tell us, tell us about the Badass House. What, tell us how, what inspired you? To yes. Yeah. Tell us everything about it. What is it and what's your inspiration? Yeah. Okay. So Badass House, where is it coming from? Uh, so we've been into this program last year, uh, sharing one month uh, between 15 girls in Galicia, in the middle of nowhere, in a very remote place. During one month, being surrounded by women, at the beginning I was like, there's no way I'm gonna do this. <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna be like surrounded by 15 women during one month. It's gonna be like, like what? Like a, a drama land. Yeah. <laughs> and then, the opposite. And mm. it was like, after a few hours, because the connection was made before, after a few hours we were so bonded, we bonded so fast together Mm -hmm. And we had this amazing, um, empowering feeling and enthusiast and very, like, really inspiring, really like, um, like, like 15 uh, brains that are uh, brainstorming over the life of each one of us. And it yeah. was very powerful. So yes. I guess this idea comes from this program. And also because... Um, I named it badass because this is something that um, I've been. Uh, this is something that I think defines me. Is like mm -hmm. I'm always going to reach the next uh, points. I'm always trying to um, get myself into the ring and do and improve myself and do some uh, some crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really something that inspires me. So yeah, badass is. Um, um, an experience between women and the idea around this is to empower each other. So it's okay, like nice. a sisterhood workation of 10 days between 10 women that are going to brainstorm about a business issue they could have or personal issues they could face or just the will of um, the wish of des deserving better or improving their life or just going yeah, to uh, the other one to be inspired, Support, you know, supporting so each inspired. other. Yeah, as Caesar saying, like supporting, supporting each, each other. other. Exactly, supporting mm. each other because um, we are not like, I'm not a coach, I'm not a yoga teacher, I'm not a therapist, I'm just a woman and I have a story and I have a story to share. And I think it can inspire a lot of us. And this feeling of being together and just brainstorming ideas and just launching ourselves and, and be vulnerable. And um, it's just a way of also revealing our strengths, our badass side. And I think when you are living something intense, uh, it can be through sport. It can, it can be through really simple things, amazing things like just watching together a very beautiful sunset. It's like a feeling you share with people. It's very powerful. 
and it's it allows you to bound um, quicker, uh, like faster. Yeah. And I think 10 days, a short time to connect. But I think at the same time, it's also a way to, if the connection is made before, because this is also something I want to uh, work on, is being able to connect before online and bound together mm -hmm. so that when we arrive on site, we already know each other a bit and we can bound uh, faster. Yeah. And these 10 days are going to be intense, but at the same time, I want every woman to have her uh, her space. So we always find a place and um, for the first time it's going to be in Galicia. Um, that every woman is going to have her own space and be able to do her own things and also allow herself to participate to the brainstorming, the business uh, talks, uh, the woman's circle or the Pilates session we're going to have. But it's up to her, you know, mm -hmm. like she has to adjust. So it's a way to try something different, to, yes. to be part of something. But also, it's not a, a one shot. I want it's not like you come to a retreat and then you are never going to meet the people again. It's a way to just connect online, commit uh, to see each other after the experience. More than the experience, I think Badass is, is a movement. It's a movement. It's a female movement. Like, like we should all have this opportunity of being part of this female community you know like this safe place uh and i think it like everyone is using this word like safe place but i think we women can be i don't think i don't know if it's our uh, maternal um, uh, um aura that we have mm -hmm. but i think in each woman we can see a mother sister a friend a partner and it's just, it allows us to create a, a safe place where you can do anything. And I think like, for example, I can tell you about a lot of things. I can tell, I know a lot about burnout. I know a lot about going to a country and living over there without knowing the culture and the language. I can tell you about uh, hormonal acne. I can tell you about toxic relationships, but also I'm... Um, lacking knowledge about a lot of other things that maybe woman has you know so mm. it's a way also to share our experiences so mm. we meet for business reasons but all we meet overall for personal reasons and and self-discovery i love yeah. it i love it I want to go. yeah because as we heard from virginia foley from up she rises again she merges them both and I really felt that sense when we were on the break, Elena, that you didn't park yourself at the door of our co-living, co-working house. Our whole selves were fully on that journey, our entrepreneurial journey. Exactly. And like you said, it was such a safe space. But I want to add another word there for you. It was such a brave, in the words of Brené Brown, it was a brave and safe space. Exactly. And it's, it's a way also to... Like you never know if you don't try it, you will never know what kind of ideas it could bring to your to your lives. Mm -hmm. You know, like for me, it was such an inspiring. I think really the words that stick to my mind is inspirational because and that's funny because we had the inspirational talk every night. You remember? Yes. Like every night we had this seven minutes talk talking about something brave that we did or something yes. that can inspire the others. And it was really powerful. And it I was. think. I re I'm thinking of your talk. I can see you giving it now. Can I share with our <laughs> listeners? Your talk was driving your camper van yeah. around. Was it around Happy. France or Spain? It was in Spain. Mm. Uh, driving a van was always my dream, but also very scary because I couldn't picture in my head how am I going to uh, handle the GPS? How am I going to handle the van and it's big and uh, I never drive this before and I was like I'm not gonna make it so I came to the Airbnb because it was on the Airbnb that I rented the van and the guy was like are you alone 
and I was, yes, I don't have a partner. This is me just being alone. And <laughs> and I wanted to rent the, the van. So he was kind of septic giving me the van. He asked me if I drove this before. Mm. So I was trying to reassure him, yes. you know. You, sh- you showed him, dude. You showed him. I showed him. But <laughs> and by, yourself. By asking, me, but asking me this question, he made me feel insecure. So I had to reassuring myself after being in the van and the first 20 minutes driving, I was like, okay, okay, you're in. Okay, it's okay. And I was talking to myself out loud in the van. I was completely crazy. (laughs) Like someone from from the outside would have been like thinking I'm I'm nuts. But I was (laughs) like, after 20 minutes, I was like feeling more and more comfort, more and more comfortable in, in the van. Yes. Until, until the the minutes I just cried because I was like, Elena, you did it. You're a badass, and yes. and you're handling it good. And yes. if you can do the 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 van, and if you can uh, do what you are doing right now, you can do anything. And when you have this feeling of um, of power, of you can really do whatever you want. It's just unleash yourself to a mm. lot of topics and it's just do a click in your brain like and the vision is changing and when you are empowered by 15 women behind you it's easier so that's what i want to tell also through badass is a lot of women wants to uh, start something they have a lot of ideas they want to um uh improve themselves because they think they deserve better because they think that they can uh, have a job that is more meaningful that they want to expand they want to uh, improve but they give up at some point because they are lacking support Mm -hmm. and that's what i want to give in this community of badass is like like you can do it and you know you can do it but also i'm gonna help you because it's easier to think with 15 brains than in one brain. Oh, so 100%. It, yeah, so it's yeah. just like a feeling also of being supported. Even if, you're, if it's going it, to gonna be your business, it's going to be your idea, you're going to do it alone and you're going to make it. But just, just so you know, we are behind you. And this feeling of being secured and supported can really bring you to, to the top. And... I I'm, I'm doing this like I'm doing badass and uh, knowing that I have 14 women and you're one of them Sinead, mm-hmm. uh, that is behind me to just cheer me up and be like when I have bad days like Elena you can do it this is your decision you have a bad day today because you are lacking confidence but tomorrow you will <laughs> get up on the ring and you will nail it you know mm-hmm. so it's more in your in your brain sometimes like just trying to trick you Mm -hmm. so yeah it's very powerful yes oh and both myself and Suze we want to go we want to sign up to everything (laughs) exactly yeah exactly so and I think uh, remote place uh, is really the important because I think we need to be surrounded by nature to be able to connect uh, mm-hmm. to each other. Uh, also, because I want to um, uh, integrate some 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 sports, some uh, breathing exercise, because this is something human needs in general. But also being able to create a bubble far from the city, far from the 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 other people, to really be focused on us. Like this is a break from the overstimulated society we are in. It's just an opportunity to just do a break, focus on your life for 10 days and having women by your side to help you doing this. That's why being in a remote place is very important mm-hmm. for me. Sounds great. So, Elena, we could talk to you forever, but unfortunately, our time (laughs) is ticking. Can you please (laughs) let our listeners know how do they find more about Badass House and the Badass experience that you're speaking about in Galicia? 
yeah, so we will start in Galicia. I have a website, uh, badasshouse.com. Uh, I also have an Instagram, which is the same name, badasshouse. So uh, they can uh, reach me through the website or through the Instagram. We also have a newsletter. I don't know why I'm saying we, you know, I have a problem saying I, mm -hmm. <laughs> I did it. Mm -hmm. So um, we have a website, you see, we, uh, I have a website. I have the Instagram, also um, a LinkedIn and a Facebook group, but mostly on the website and on Instagram. They can reach us, also know more about uh, the first experience that is going to occur in Galicia next 21st of April for 10 days. Lovely. There will be other sessions in June and August. And just so you know, Galicia is really the place to be for uh, summer because, as you know, <laughs> with the global warming, <laughs> it's like going to be hotter and hotter. And Galicia in Spain is really the place to be for summer because it's very... Um, it's hot, but at the same time, uh, there's uh, some some weed and some breeze yes. that is really going to be uh, fabulous if you want to have like a, a really cool uh, summer. Also, people don't know about uh, the beaches that we have in Galicia. It's like really amazing. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just mm -hmm. uh, I can't wait to have more girls. Uh, Joining me to do mm. some 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 surf, some paragliding, some uh, woman circle, some business brainstorming. It feels really um, overwhelming. Like there is a lot of things, but at the end we will find our balance, and we will um, just uh, handle the agenda of each girl trying to do something that is, yeah, balancing the agenda of of every girl. So so yeah, amazing. What an amazing opportunity. Uh, so that is Badass House. The first experience is happening in April and Elena sold Galicia well. <laughs> you can work for the tourist board. It sounds great. And we wish you the thank very you, best. Anna. And we thank you for ripping up the memo, business as usual, and doing it in this unique female way. Thank Bye. you, Elena. Thank you. Thank you so much, Bye. girls. You're great. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. That sounds great, Suze, doesn't it? I can't believe our first episode is over. We are going to finish with a tune selected by Elena. Dog days are over. And we will be back next week. Thanks for listening. Happiness